Hi, and thank you for joining me for episode 7 on NBA with Dalton. Today we're going to be talking about the Hawks offseason moves. Most surprising teams this, this season are the Warriors going downhill without Stephen Curry and are the Bulls in trouble. So we've got a big episode today, but we're going to start it off with last episode. Thank you all so much for the support. We actually kind of blew up on the podcast, got a lot of listens from a lot of different areas, a lot of different countries. And I just want to thank you if you've been sharing it. If you, Even if you've just been listening, thank you for your contribution. I could not do this without y'all. And I want to continue chasing my dreams and growing. And that is not possible without your support. So thank you very much. So let's go ahead and dive into the Hawks here. So I believe the Hawks are a very disappointing team sitting at about 36 and 36. Like I said last episode... It was their chance to get to 500, and they did. What could this team do to improve? I think number one is the John Collins and Trey show working out together. Trey averaging about 28 points per game this season with John Collins in second, averaging about 16. Then you've got Bogdan Bogdanovich averaging 15. DeAndre Hunter averaging 13. Kevin Herter averaging about 11. Cameron Oliver averaging about 11.5. He only played two games, though, as I'm seeing right there. Danilio Gallinari averaging 11. And Clint Capella averaging 10 and 12. And you can't forget about Trace, 9.5 assists. John Collins averaging about 8 assists a game. Looking at this team, there's one thing that I think always sticks out, and it is the fact that this team is a terrible defensive team. Um, I kind of want to pull up some team stats here. But they are a terrible defensive team. Just looking at this team, there are some ways this team could get rebuilt. I see a lot of potential for this team, and I think it's very possible so, is John Collins and Trey Young working out? I think that's a big question. I think it's a question that's been kind of asked for a year, a couple years now. And is Clint Capella fitting well on this team? You know, Clint Capella, usually your great defensive big. But I think it's time to kind of move this team around a little bit here. I'm just maybe get a little younger. You've got a young point guard. You've got a young power forward. You've got two young stars on this team. I think John Collins is better than what people give him credit for. Um, but that being said, do we get rid of John Collins? I would say almost no. So looking here at the... I mean... But the Atlanta Hawks just have a lot of money in this team, too. That's So you can't really go out and sign a free agent. You know, you're paying Danilio Gallinari 20 mil this year. You're paying John Collins 23 mil. You're paying Clint Capella 18. You're, play, you're paying Bogdan Bogdanovich 18. So I think one main focus you have to do is really just eliminate salary consumption on this team. Because you've got a lot of it. And then you've got to think Trey Young's going to be on a max very soon. I believe next year it kicks in. And it's like, whoa, what are you going to do here? And I don't really know what you're going to do. I mean, there's a lot of salary cap here. And 
you know, I think one thing you should look at doing, trying to move Danilio. Um, I don't believe Danilio's contract is up. We're going to look at Danilio's contract real quick. If I can find it. And for what he's averaging this season, he has not earned his... I mean, he, he's been a great player. Do not get me wrong. But he does not deserve this contract. I guess he's out on injury. Why did I not know this? Oh, he's got a right Achilles soreness. Okay. So trying to find his contract situation. Here. I just can't. I guess I'm just gonna have to look him up. Um, but twenty mil for eleven points, and then I just don't think that's right. I don't think you should be paying him that, really. Um, and he's still got a whole nother year with twenty one mil. So I think you lo you look to move Danilio Gallinari off the team this summer. Um, definitely try to get rid of that money, free up some money. Um, and then you may even look to move Clint Capella. And you can move Clint Capella for another great center in the league. But, or, you know, you're you're not really going to go into free agency and try to sign a big name because you don't have the money for it. Do you move Bogdan Bogdanovich? I mean, he's averaging about 15 and you're paying him 18 mil. I don't really know. It's a hard question. But, you know, he's played 54 games. He hasn't even started half the games. Actually, he has started right at half their games. Wow, that is crazy. 18 mil a year. I think someone they should have kept is Cam Reddish. I think they should have gave Cam Reddish some more time to blossom out. Let him develop I think DeAndre Hunter also has a lot of potential on this team you've got a very young team but you've got a very big team money-wise already which I do not like because when it comes time to pay these young guys a lot of them are going to want a little bit of a check Troy Young's getting a max DeAndre Hunter's probably going to want at least 10 to 15 mil probably about 10 I would say that'd probably be a good point for him Kevin Herter's probably going to want to around that range as well. So, I mean, is Clint Capella really working out for your team? I mean, I think him and Trey Young kind of, you know, really can't play well together and complement each other's games. Excuse me, sorry. And then you've got a young center in a Kongwu. I would play him at the center, but he's kind of smaller. He's 6'9", but... Playing him at the center, I think, would be better because he's more of a defensive presence. Not a bad defensive presence either, averaging about a block, 1.3 blocks per game, 8.6 points, 5.6 rebounds. Get a little muscle on him. I think he'd be amazing in the paint. That being said, looking at this team, I think there's a lot of restructuring you can do, but I think a lot of it has to come down to who's making the most money. I think you move Bogdan in the summer. You can get another solid shooting guard for him. But I'd get more of a 3 and D guy. I'm not saying he's not a 3 and D guy. He averages about a still a game. But I would get an elite perimeter defender who has a little bit of a 3 ball. You know, someone almost like a Lou Dort. You don't have to get a star player for them to be a great perimeter defender. 
If you move Clint Capella, I would try to grab someone like Miles Turner, who's up on the market, another great defensive presence, but he can also stretch the floor and score the ball well for you. I think that would be great. So tying in to, we talked about Indiana last episode. If any, if Indiana tries to move him, if they flipped Clint Capella, I think Clint Capella and Tyrese Halliburton could work well together. So, and I think Trey Young and Miles Turner can work well together. And you're putting another young piece on this team. Clint Capella is sitting at about 27. Clint Capella is pretty young. You know, he's a lot younger than people realize. And I don't think it's a bad move for sure for this team to try to go out and get a Miles Turner or a stretch big that can play defense. Next, I would look at moving Danilio Gallinari, making 20 mil. I would try to move him for as less as I can. Maybe another stretch player. Maybe someone who can hold down defense a little bit. But I would not try to gain back most of that salary. I would try to keep most of it off the books. Next thing I would do if I was running this team here. Look at maybe, I don't know, some different veteranship through free agency. Try to get this to load here. There it goes. Looking at some of our older players that I think could contribute well to this team. Maybe getting a DeMarcus Cousins. I think that could work out well. Um, Maybe a Tristan Thompson. Maybe. Oh, we're looking at all centers here. I want to look at all players. I'm sorry about that. Looking at maybe getting a... Hmm... This is a tough one. Maybe look at bringing on Goran Dragic. Maybe look on bringing... You lose Lou Will this summer. Uh, I don't know if you bring him back, really. I mean, I don't know if Lou Will's really going to be playing much longer. Maybe look at adding someone like Bielitsa. Someone who can, you know, a power forward who can stretch the floor a little bit. Back up. Sitting at about 34 could be a great veteran presence. Maybe pick up someone like Blake Griffin. He's not going to get a lot of money. Great veteran presence. Great backup. He will lead your team. Maybe go and look at some getting someone like I said earlier, DeMarcus Cousins. Maybe a Robert a Robert Covington who can play defense on all positions. I think that would be a great move, especially a team that needs some defense. Robert Covington. Maybe going out and getting Avery Bradley, great perimeter defender. I think those are a lot of great moves you could do for this team, and you could justify it for sure. One more guy I would go out here in free agency and try to pick up is maybe Jeremy Lamb. I don't think Jeremy Lamb's going to be asking for too much money. He's a great scorer. You could replace him with Bogdan. He's not going to cost as much, and he could give you about the same amount of production. That is what I would look at if I was this team. Maybe go out and grab a Pat Connington if he declines his player option. He's not going to be getting too much money. You can contend for him. But you need to clear salary off the books first. And then go out and get these players that can contribute and can win you games. So coming up next to our most surprising teams this year. I think I have quite a bit actually to talk about 
if I can get it pulled up here. Starting off with the Eastern Conference, my number one most surprising team this year is the Bulls. They are dipping. They're sitting at about 42-30. and 30. Down the stretch, they have been terrible. Not going to lie to you. But for what they have turned out to be, I think it's very surprising to me. Especially with not having Lonzo Ball or Caruso for a while. Or having Pat Williams at all. I think this team has been very surprising to me. Going out winning games and dominating some games. I just think they need to take more a pro a better approach to some of these higher higher teams in the conference. You know, they got blown out last night, but we'll talk about that later. But they have been one of most my one of my most surprising. Coming in at number 2 for the Eastern Conference, of course, it's the team right behind the Bulls, the Cavs, sitting in at about the 6th seed. You know, preseason I probably would have guessed they would have been at like a 12th or 13th seed. But no, they had Darius Garland step up in a big way. Evan Mobley, a rookie, has been playing really great. Jared Allen has just been proving to us why he is a great center in the league. And an all-star. Jared Allen is an all-star, and so is Darius Garland. And Evan Mobley is a future all-star. If they continue to play this way, this team has potential to be so great and win a couple championships at least. But they have to continue to play great. Coming in at my third um, most surprising team in the Eastern Conference would, I guess, have to be the Celtics with how high they are. I didn't expect them to be fourth seed this year. I expected them to finish maybe eighth seed or seventh seed. That just being because they didn't really go out and be aggressive last offseason like I think they need to do this offseason. And next episode, we will probably do the Celtics talking about what moves they could make in the offseason to solidify their team better. But sitting about fourth seed, it's almost like they don't need to change anything. Can this team make a strong playoff run? I really believe so. They have been just going out and proving themselves lately. But as we see in the later stages of the season, some teams do kind of slow down like, hey, let's relax. We're going to make the playoffs. So maybe some teams are doing that against the Celtics, but I really doubt it. So I expect great things from this team, and they have really surprised me. Going into the Western Conference, most surprising teams, definitely have to say this team first, the Memphis Grizzlies. They have surprised me tremendously the way they've been able to play. Even without Jaw, they're like 10 and 12, or they're like 10 out of 12 games without Jaw. They've won 10 of them. That is crazy to me. And I love to see it, and I love seeing this team. They have been really surprising. Jaw has been really surprising, sitting in at about 27 points per game. And I love to see it, and I love seeing this team be so successful, especially since Memphis hasn't had this kind of success in a long time. I guess it hasn't been a long time, but it's been a while. Sitting in at my second most surprising would be the Mavericks being the fifth seed. I guess I just haven't expected sparks from them. Especially starting the year with Porzingis. I think they should have moved Porzingis in the offseason. And bringing in who they did at the trade deadline. This team sitting in the 5th seed. I think they're very. They should feel very proud of themselves. For how hard they've worked to get up to this spot. Definitely surprised me. I just expect them to be a play in team right now. But they're not. And they're not playing like it. Lucas, Dinwiddie, Brunson. They've all been playing very well. Hops off to them. Coming in at my third most surprising team is the Timberwolves 
Oh my gosh, I did not expect Carl Anthony Towns to step up in the way he did this season. He has stepped up in an amazing way, and I don't think this team can ask for much more from him. Um, Anthony Edwards has been playing great for his second year in the league, and he's really showing us that he has star potential. And um, I would say this team just has a lot of great places they can go. They're a young team, and they have you know, a couple more years to even get stronger and better. So I think this team is really surprising to me the way they've been able to play down the stretch and win games. Coming in, I may have a fourth team. I guess the Clippers have to go in here as well for the way they've been able to play without Kawhi and Paul. They have been able to win games. They've been able to hold their own, which is great to say for a team. So I think great for the Clippers, great for the Timberwolves. And I expect them to be in the playoffs in the 7th and 8th seed, beating out the Pelicans and the Lakers. Going on to our next topic here is, are the Warriors going downhill without Steph? Last night, they lost to the Orlando Magic, one of the worst teams in the league, sitting about 14th in the Eastern Conference right right in front of the Pistons. 94-90. I know it's one game. And what really killed this Golden State team was their start and their finish. They started with 17 points. Then they tied the Magic in second quarter, scoring with 21. Then they actually outscored the Magic by 17, I believe. And then they just went downhill. Four In the fourth quarter, they had 16 points to the Magic's 29. And the Magic ended up beating them by four. This team did not close out well. Is this team in trouble without Stephen Curry? Jordan Poole stepped up in a big way. 26 points, but very inefficient. 9 for 23. Clay Thompson, 15 points. 6 for 15. 2 for 7 from 3. And then you've got Andrew Wiggins with a horrendous shooting percentage. 13 points. 5 for 19. 2 for 6 from 3. They had Draymond Green back for this game who came out and played like a leader, and even in the post-press conference said, we played like trash. The Magic are one of the worst teams in the league. We should not have lost. You've got guys coming off the bench. Damian Lee, 0 points. Otto Porter, 14, 5 for 8. Kuminga, 14, 6 for 8. That's not bad. Bielitsa, 0 for 1. He had 1 point. You need some more contribution there. Otto Porter actually grabbed 15 rebounds last night. That's pretty impressive for him, 14 and 15. You know, there are some guys on this team that looked like they just did not want to win, and I would say that would be Andrew Wiggins, Bielitsa. Um, I don't know, man. I just, you know, you've got to have some strive to shoot a little better, especially when your star point guard is out, especially when playoffs are right around the corner. You know, I said this was going to be a big game to see how they were playing without Steph yesterday. And wow, I'm kind of scared for this team because now they have the Nuggets back up in the sixth seed after yesterday. That's scary. That is very, very scary for this team. If they play a Nuggets team without Steph and Curry, they are out in the first round. No doubt about it. No doubt in my mind will this team not survive if Steph and Curry is out for the first round. But... We will see if they can pick it up. I'm going to check and see when their next game is. Here. 
making me scroll all the way down. Uh, their next game is actually tonight versus Miami, so we're going to see how well this team can play against Miami. But I'm not very confident right now, especially against the top-seeded team in the East. Going into our last subject here for tonight, are the Bulls in trouble? Actually, in my notes, I wrote Bulls in trouble because I believe this team is in trouble. This team cannot keep up with any top-seeded team in either conference, and that is scary. What are they going to do in the playoffs when they're playing a first, second, or third seed? What are you going to do? You going to lose? It looks like it. They got blown out by the Bucks last night. Hold on. I'm pulling up the score because I did not pull it up. 98-126. to 126. Why don't we just go ahead and look at the box score here too? If I can find it, wow. 198 to 126. You almost got beat by 30. 30, and you're supposed to be one of the best teams in the league? Wow. A little crazy. DeMar DeRozan had 21. He went 10 for 23. Vucevic, 9 for 15, 22 points. Zach Levine. Zach Levine. Six for 16, 21 points. He did shoot efficiently from the three-point line. Four for seven. So did Vucevic. Four for five. Caruso. One for five. Dosunamu. Three for eight. Patrick Williams is back. I didn't even know that. Two for six. Kobe White. Two for ten. This team is in trouble. And I'm not going to lie. Yeah, you're playing the middle of the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis had 25, 9 for 12 shooting. 17 rebounds. You're going to have trouble against this team. You don't really have anybody who's going to stop Giannis. You don't have great defenders on your team. Drew Holiday shot 12 for 17, 27 points. Isn't Caruso supposed to be one of the best defenders in the league? I'm sure they had Caruso on Drew Holiday. Did I mention that Chris Middleton didn't even play this game? Wow. I didn't. You know, and you almost lost by 30 with no Chris Middleton? <sighs> DeMar DeRozan. And Vucevic had a plus-minus of negative 16. Levine's was negative 12. Caruso's was negative 11. Desunamu's was negative 35. Minus 35. Kobe White's was minus 22. You know how frustrating it is? And I'm not even a Bulls fan. And you know how frustrating it is looking at these stats? I do believe the Bulls in trouble. I believe they are in trouble. And I believe they have a far way to go. And they don't have long to get it together. They should have had this together two months ago. We're what? Ten, ten games away from the playoffs? Pick it up. Start winning games. Start competing with these higher-seeded teams. Or you're going nowhere. The playoffs, you're going to get swept. Being that way. 
Let's see, who is their, um, we're going to see who their predicted matchup is going to be. Pretty sure it's going to be, yep, the Celtics. The Celtics will beat this team, trust me. If the Bulls are playing like this, the Celtics will beat this team easily in six games. But like I've said, I'm rooting for the Bulls. I don't want the Bulls to lose, but it's looking like that's what's going to happen. So as always, thank you for joining me for episode 7. If you have any suggestions for this podcast, please comment down below how I could improve it. Thank you for listening. Please share this with any of your friends. Like I said, this podcast goes nowhere without your support. So thank you for supporting me and please continue to do so. Have a blessed day.